My name is RJ, and I'm your favorite podcast host from YouTube and Instagram fame, Telecox. <laughs> and I'm Will, and I hate myself. <laughs> and I'm Doug, and I don't hate myself. I couldn't do that to me. And this is the show where three guys sit around and talk about some topics. <laughs> this is off to a great start already, guys. Yeah, it is. It is. So actually, I'm not RJ. RJ's not here. And you know what that means, don't you? The show's Good news, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't get the cue. I forgot I turned the volume down for the intro. <laughs> so yeah so rj and will are not here uh will's actually down here in florida which if you had uh watched the live feed of us stumbling through nonsense at disney springs you would have known that already um however he's not here in florida he's a little further south than me um and then rj has to wake up in the morning tomorrow and it's 7 p.m where he's at so i'm assuming he's in bed yeah, he's already an old man. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta wake up, guys. I gotta wake up early, and I have a, I have a baby. <laughs> His priorities, man. Priority. Where are your priorities? Exactly. Hey, Doug, how many kids you got? I got four, and you, <laughs> you got five. How many kids I you got, Adam? Three. Uh, and he's and it's ten p.m. here. Chat. Yeah. <laughs> and I got five. We got a three, four, five. Exactly. What a, what a bitch. <laughs> I'm calling his ass out on it too. He's gonna fucking be pissed when I'm calling his ass out on it. <laughs> so have a sweet dreams, RJ. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> so um I do have some special guests today. I have uh Mr. Adam Rohr from the Let Him he- Let Him Hear podcast when he does those. Hey-o. He's also from another podcast called Read a Book Dumb Dumb, where you'll hear him with myself. Yeah. And we have the favorite guest of the show, <laughs> Mr. Doug Christ. Happy to be Ooh. here. Yeah. As always. You, I... you know what you know what that means, right? What's that mean? That means I can't find my drop because I moved all my buttons around. <laughs> you fucking this all up so bad. There you go. <laughs> I, I added a whole bunch of them. I can't find the ones I all use all the time. <laughs> and Doug. Yeah. I, hey. I, I, I heard you're a pedal builder. Yeah, I know, right? I've been I've been getting a lot of press lately. It's a it's a little overwhelming, to be honest. I, with you. It's a little. You know, I got to tell you, like when I when I started working at the DOT in the past, I came in there like all fucking guns a blazing, gung ho, and I made everyone else like look bad. And they all took me aside and said, "Now, boy, we only do a certain number of jobs a week, so you better <laughs> slow down because you're making all of us look bad." I'm gonna give that same advice to you because you're making me look bad now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And the funny thing is, my dad was a union guy, so he told me those very stories every single day. Oh, <laughs> fuck, man. I came in there. I was eight I hours know, like, in a day. You got to learn to stretch oh, it out. So that, does that mean that DOTs are the same throughout the country? Cause Pretty much. I see about yeah. 14 guys, you know, filling yep. one pothole. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We were in the research department, the one I worked at here, the, the state, re, state materials research office, and we do cool tests like um, underground radar, like GPR, ground penetrating radar, and like. Um, falling weight deflectometer tests and comb penetrometers. We basically test like uh, roadways to see like when they needed to be replaced and how they were mm-hmm. holding up over time with different materials. 
But uh, which which you know nobody in the world besides you guys knows how long that takes. So you can just yeah. stretch that out for as long as you want. Right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like and the, all the equipment you just talked about apparently doesn't exist in Rhode Island and Massachusetts because all the <laughs> shit's falling down. It's all in imminent danger of collapse. It's all oh. here. I had three bridges across I ninety five being worked on at one time because they yep. were all going to collapse. Pennsylvania too. Once you cross that. Uh, the New Jersey turnpike into Pennsylvania, you know you're yep. Pennsylvania because the roads just get a hundred times shittier. Exactly. Well, it's shittier than New Jersey? I know. That's the thing. <laughs> How is that yeah. possible? I know. That's the best thing Jersey has going for it, the roads. The turnpike hey, anyway. Since you've yep. been watching Futurama, don't yeah. you just love it when they just shit on New Jersey? Oh, it's great. I've been doing it my whole life. Are you kidding me? That's what that it's there for for New York's pleasure. So <laughs> that's I was why Jersey exists. Because so, I I listen to another podcast with like new guys that live in New York that talk about Futurama, and they're always like talking about how like this must be written by New York guys because they make all kinds of like typical New York jokes. Yes, definitely. My wife is second generation Italian. You know, her dad's parents were uh, came over from Italy. They were yep. all born in new jersey so she has this like new jersey pride which so it's it's fun for me mm-hmm. to shit on new jersey and she gets a little angry about that yeah that's no, how my I, mom my I mom is she's uh her her parents were born or here but like their parents are from italy and they were in jersey too they were like north yeah. jersey like right yeah i mean I, I i grew up all the friends i grew up with were were either first or second generation italian yep yeah. the whole neighborhood you know, um, either their grandparents or, yeah, some of their so parents, like, but some of their grandparents. Like a whole yeah. episode of Jersey Shore? Yeah, pretty much. You know, hey, this is you guys want to go down to the beach and show off our muscles? How <laughs> <laughs> was that after that? that. Oh, you get better at it. it. Hey, Paulie, what's going right? on? Vinny, See? hey, let's go over here, guys. <laughs> See, that's what you need. What you need to do is you remove the gravel. You try to do the gravelly voice and it, it's not needed you you, you you you're getting there keep working on it bud yeah i think what <laughs> happened though because my my new york accent is like the working class new york we're not like the computer programmer new yorkers like you you so like you're probably not used to hearing that <laughs> i'm like the guy that's on the construction site that's like bringing his like lunch in a pail and then going up on the steel like mm-hmm. 70 stories in the air and he's like hey what's going on look at that girl down there walking i can't see it but i know she looks good <laughs> I worked okay. hard not to sound like that. It's taken a long time, and I'm still not there. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> in I my head, I think I think there's like no the, accent at all. But <laughs> the London accent, where they have like the British accent and then the Cockney accent. Oh yeah, there's no there's a, a thousand different accents over there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So what made me think about New Jersey was because I just read an awesome book. Ah, cool. Yeah. So do you guys enjoy books? I know Adam enjoys books because me and Adam do a podcast where we review books. I love reading. I mean, I don't get nearly as much time to read anymore as I used to, but usually the summertime is when I do most of my reading just because I have some vacations here and there. But yeah. Yeah, I picked this one up when I was down in Orlando uh, a week ago and I was, you know, couldn't go to Disney because you were only allowed to have three days of park reservations. So I got my three days, and that was pretty much it, and I had to kill the other four days. Hmm. Um, so I went over to the bookstore, and I picked up a bunch of books, but I got this one that I decided to read first, and it turned out to be excellent, and I read the entire thing in the span of one day, and it took me about nice. eight or nine hours. 
and I uh, couldn't stop reading it because it's it, so good. What made you pick it up? Is it something that you had known about? Well, uh, I'm a huge fan of the book Ready Player One, yeah. which I've said a yeah. bunch of times. And I was I did a search like on like books that are similar to Ready Player One, and this one was like the top of the list. So, um. I mean, there was a bunch of them that I picked up also that were also supposed to be similar, but this one was like the very top of the list. It said, if you like Ready Player One, you'll love this book. So What's I was it like, called? Oh, okay. It's called The Impossible Fortress. Okay. Which the name is tricky because that's actually the name of a game he's designing in the book. Oh, all right. So it's not like some kind of weird, like, you know, like hidden meaning or something. It's just the name of the video game that he's he's creating on his Commodore 64. <laughs> okay. Um. Which shouldn't ruin any of the, the, the book because this is all like introduction stuff. Basically, it's a bunch of 14-year-old kids that are kind of like outcasts. They don't really fit into their school. They're a bunch of nerds. Uh, but they're tight in their little clique and all they do is make fun of each other and they're on a mission to steal a Playboy magazine with Vanna White in it. Because <laughs> Vanna White's great. the most beautiful girl in the world. Was she in of Playboy? Um, at least at this time. Oh, and then, she's uh, no you know, Brooke Shields though, come on. Nah, nah. Not Brooke Shields. Come on, Doug. I know how you feel about Brooke Shields. <laughs> so basically, it becomes the the story is a heist type story, but at the same time, he's trying to design his video game. Okay. <clears throat> and then other things happen that I won't get into because it ruins it. But there is a road trip somewhere in there, and there is a girl. Okay. And uh, it's good. I, I really do recommend it. I don't want to give any more away because. I'm going to save it for when we do this book eventually on read a book, dum dum. So a road trip, a heist, a girl and a video game. <laughs> and, and the road trip is a bicycle road trip because not, they're all 14. Not as fun. No, it's, it's, it's extremely yeah. fun. <laughs> Could you imagine a bicycle road trip across the crappy part of New Jersey? <laughs> I would takes, say harrowing is the easiest way to describe it. Um, let me see if I can find how he describes this New Jersey city. <laughs> it's in one of the first couple pages of the book. He talks about the town he's from, which he calls Wetbridge, which I'm assuming is supposed to be Woodbridge, New Jersey. Yeah. And uh, it the, the description he get, says is like one of the funniest things ever. It's like he calls it like New York sewer or something. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, this is great. <laughs> Um, but what's really cool is every chapter actually starts out with um, with lines of codes. Like when the, when you go to the chapter, it tells you the um, the name. Well, actually, it doesn't even tell you the name of the chapter. There are no names of chapters. Like the part in like the dark print that's usually like a chapter name is a line of code. And apparently, if you if you go through the whole book and insert all of the code from at the beginning of each chapter, you can actually create a game. That's like similar to the game. Really? Um, yeah. All right, so here's the, uh, it's the first line of chapter two. It says, we live in Wetbridge. It's five miles west of Staten Island in a geographic region known to stand-up comics as the armpit of New Jersey. We had factories yeah. and fuel refineries, dirty rivers and traffic snarls, densely packed single-family homes, and plenty of Catholic churches. <laughs> if you wanted to buy something, you had to go downtown, in quotes, which was a two-block stretch of mom-and-pop businesses adjacent to a train station. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds about right. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. So, but that's pretty much where the entire story takes place in this little town. And then they have the road trip later on to further events in the story. But, uh, it's well written. Right. Um, he's a new author and I'm pretty, pretty excited. I ho hope he writes some more stuff. Cause I'm 
really liking this. Um, also, there's a Ready Player Two coming out this year, which I'm really excited about. Oh, he's got a lot to live up with, live up to with that. That's going to be tough. The book one is one of my favorite books of all time. Have you ever read that book, Adam? Oh, I haven't. I haven't seen the movie either. That's another. That that was the book I was going to go with next. Was Ready Player One? Yeah, you've hyped yeah. it up. I mean, I mean, I think that I would really like it. Just I think you would too. Yeah, I think you what would. I know about it. I got a feeling like most of my books are going to be in that vein because that's what speaks to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have um, you heard of? Well, I got to take sure a you... step back with the books and see if I'm allowed to mention. That lately I've only listened. I've only audible books. I haven't actually picked yeah, the book fine. up and read it in a no, while. That's cool. right. As long as you Just get the story. Of life. But yeah, I've, I've listened or read to Ready Player One three times. Guys, so, but the so Will with uh, Will Wheaton? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So. It's so good. <laughs> it is. It really is. And I and mean, obviously I've, for me, it's, you know, it's my youth. So yeah. the references um, you get them all. really hit home. And did you um Did you watch the movie? Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. I, I nowhere near as good. No, and I, you know, the funny thing is, I think the old me would have been really critical of it because it didn't keep up with the book. But well, they now it's just like I treated it. Yeah, I treated it as something separate. You know, you, yeah. you know, Spielberg couldn't have come close to the to the references. First of all, the movie would have cost a billion dollars in, yeah. in in you know fees, marketing fees. Um, but so he, I think he, he he did it smartly it was you know like i was saying if i didn't read the book and i just watched it i would have loved it yeah exactly no i agree but reading the agree. book it does not have the depth of character development and it does and they no. switch the plots and that really screwed it all up with switching right. the plot for me because exactly the but, whole point of the of the second arc of the story they they took that away and that was like the entire point of the story <laughs> yes yeah he uh, had so to make anyways. it a different movie and I, yeah. the good thing is i think he you know, he knew that from the start and did the best he could, you know? Yeah, I agree. But I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. But the book, yeah, the book is, it's one of my favorites. Absolutely. So, so, Adam, so Doug, you would, you would definitely appreciate it. When, yeah. when me and Adam eventually do this book on the other podcast, you have to do that yeah. episode with us. Uh, hey, I'd love to. That'd be great. Okay. Yep. It's settled. We're doing, you're doing that book with us when we do it. Yeah. You been reading anything uh, new with Adam? Um, so, uh, let's see. Um, so I started the monk of Mocha, which is going to be our next book, uh, uh, for the podcast, uh, for read a book, dumb, dumb. It's by Dave Eggers, who has been one of my favorite authors for a long time. He wrote uh, a heartbreaking work of staggering genius. I don't know. That's probably his most famous one, but. Oh, is that the name of it? Yeah. Oh, I, was thinking, I thought that was a description. I was like, okay, yeah. what's the name? <laughs> that's high praise. Yeah. No, that's the name of it, which is that's kind awesome. of like tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's really funny. It's uh, a, yeah. so that book is like kind of a memoir about his life and, and how he like part of, it's just a lot of funny stuff and crazy stuff that's happened to him. And he talks about how he like tried out for the real world and almost made it and just oh. really crazy stuff. But since then he has written a lot of fiction, mostly fiction. Um, actually the monk of mocha is sort of like a fictionalized true story. I was wondering about yeah. that cause yeah. I'm, I'm getting ready to start it myself. Um, I kind of got sidetracked by three other books then in the middle there. Cause I was waiting for us to record the other episode, um, of the second part of good omens, which it feels like good, good omens. First half and second half is two different books. Cause yeah. like the first half's super complicated and crazy. And the second half just flows. It's, it's funny. Cause so, so Neil Gaiman, one of my favorite authors, 
Yep. And um, most I'm of his there. yeah, mo- most of his books are for me even though like he the way that he can like tell a story and they're 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 not easy to read because he really like dives deep and it makes you think regardless of yep. like how funny or fictionalized it is. But like this one in particular, he wrote it with Terry Pratchett. I've never read any of Terry Pratchett's books. So it's like it's a funny story. It's very funny and like kind of lighthearted, even though it's about, you know, the Antichrist. Yeah, the end of the world. But it's so hard to read. Like there's so many characters. There's so many like different layers yeah. to these characters. There's like 20 different characters and stories happening in the first half of the book. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. like like you said, Joe, it all kind of ties together in the second half. But well, the the harder part of it is that like they don't like you know have a chapter dedicated to one thing. It's like a chapter, and then like it just jumps back and forth around to different yeah. people in different places. Yeah, which a and lot it, of books do that, but none that I've read to the extent of like how many different characters are. Which it, yeah, right. We, we mentioned in the podcast, but like they they do a whole thing in the beginning of the book where they label each character and who they are, and I find myself flipping to that a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did that too. I absolutely did that. And you know something with with Gaiman, you can see how he evolved because American Gods is similar in, in, in the volume of characters. Yeah. But it was it was put together so much better mm-hmm. for me. Did you anyway, read uh, Good Omens, Doug? Yeah, I did. I did. Long time. It's been a while, to be honest with you. And I haven't I had a problem getting into the series. I know and, and I love everybody in it. And I'm not saying I won't the finish the T V version? Yeah, the T yeah, the Amazon version. Um yeah. but uh, yeah, I read the book a long time ago. But um I really I just I think the, the, he grew and and d- he definitely got it together for American Gods because it, it it's similar in its scope but yeah. for some reason it worked better I was able to more easily follow it you know Yeah I got American Gods sitting on my shelf to read too it's it's I have a huge list of books but I was at the bookstore the other day and one book caught my eye more than anything else I don't know why but I was sitting there in the uh, true crime section of the store and let me grab the let me read the title. It's called Hotel Scarface, where cocaine cowboys partied and plotted to control Miami. <laughs> Talk about right up your alley. <laughs> and, like, the cover is, like, vintage, like, 70s, 80s. Like, oh, and I was like, God, I was wow. like, this looks, this, like, they know how to sell me a book. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That's good. Yeah, so. Yeah. Doug, I, you mentioned, like, how, how Gaiman has, like, sort of progressed i didn't when we were talking about this in the podcast i had no idea that good omens was that old of a book yeah I mean, it's it was been around for the, it was written in the 80s i think yes yeah either 80s I, or 90s i think it was published in 90 so they probably wrote it throughout the oh, yeah. 80s. right yeah. exactly i read it i read it not long after it came out um maybe they, late 90s maybe it had been out a decade you could tell um, because there's a lot of things that like aren't politically correct anymore yeah yeah <laughs> especially their characterization of aziraphale <laughs> there's That's a lot true. of times they call him a bunch of names yeah 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 very we true to, we had to tiptoe around something yeah, <laughs> be yeah careful on that nah, one. i get it i get it um i was really proud of my daughter she's 11 and she so you know she's really into reading and she powered through harry potter and all that you know some stuff that you might think an 11 year old would read mm-hmm. but she was like finding she was having a hard time finding like what next to read and like I was excited because she was like super into books, and I I love the Harry Potter books, even reading them as an adult. So oh, absolutely! Cool that she was yeah. into them, so I was giving her some like ideas of what she might like next, and she just like couldn't find something. So we were at Barnes and Noble when we were on vacation a couple of weeks ago, and she bought the Graveyard book by Neil Gaiman, 
just like on oh, around nice. a course. It's like, oh, I, you know, wow. look back and this looks oh, cool. Oh, that's great. And that's a really good book for like, you know, like pre-teenage or even like teenagers. But I don't know. I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I mean, when you we talked about books beforehand, um, again, it's been a while because it's been a lot of podcasts, you know. But working from home now, I've decided to shift it a little bit. I'm going to get my podcast in, but I want to go back to at least listening while I'm working when I can. Um, I just sent you guys a picture of all the... These are the books I've gotten over the past month that I picked up when I was at the bookstore when, in, a, in Orlando and Naples. I picked up all these over the last month. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I've been going Okay, a that's crazy. a lot of books, yeah. I'm trying to yeah. see if I've read any of them. Oh, um, I've read Jurassic Park, of course. Yeah, I figured I'd get Jurassic Park, but I got the the um, the Lovecraft uh, Cthulhu stories too. The Florida yeah. Made book was also really good. It's like the twenty five uh, most influential people in Florida's history. Uh, that was an interesting book. I learned a lot about Florida I didn't know, and a lot of the names that I've heard a million times, but I had never really knew who they were. Is Tony Montana one of the twenty five? No, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Fidel Castro is. Okay, uh, that makes sense, though. Yeah, because it's not the you know it's not the people who helped Florida the most; it's the most influential, influential. people. Right, exactly. Yeah. Sure, yeah. he so created an I, entire culture. I was listening he to had an influence on Florida. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast about how um, a lot of Cubans, you know, you don't think of immigrants as necessarily being very conservative and right wing politically. Oh, no, yeah. Cubans definitely, but Cubans are, are so. Yep. right wing because of where they came from if it right. Castro and some it, I don't know, right. it's really interesting kind of hearing yeah most Cubans are Republicans yeah mm-hmm. but um I mean it had big ones I knew about like uh Flagler who did the rail line down the east coast and plant who did the rail line down the west coast um Disney of course can't have Florida without Disney um yeah then then I had a bunch of people whose names I recognized but I had no idea what they had done but then mm-hmm. I Put, put it together I was reading the book you know who they were and what they actually did yeah um, it's it was a really interesting read especially like for me someone like who's a loves like everything Florida because I've been here my whole life Tim sure. Tebow Tim Tebow he was on that list no no he was not on that list <laughs> good guy I can't stand Tebow Aaron Hernandez was he on that list oh yeah yeah what? he was definitely on there um, what's what I did find funny is though they didn't give Ponce de Leon credit they gave it to a guy who was with him, Pedro Menendez de Aviles. He was the guy really? who actually stayed here and incorporated St. Augustine. Possibly only came uh, and then left. Okay. Interesting. So That's cool. It was kind of cool. Yeah, I, 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 I like uh, not only fiction, but you know, nonfiction too. Yeah, I kind of flip back and forth. I, I would say mostly I read fiction just because, you know, the world yeah. is a crappy place, so I like to <laughs> exactly. read stuff that isn't so heavy. But Exactly. I actually... John Grisham has been like one of my favorite authors since I was a teenager. Uh, Grisham is great. And he's a good go-to. Definitely. He's actually, that's the last book I read on vacation was one of his newer ones. And it's just such easy reading. And mostly it's like his character development. Like a lot of the stories are kind of similar. I mean, he definitely has like a formula kind of, but it's just like really good, like beach reading or something. Yeah. He writes for the screen. I yeah, think yeah, everything he yeah, writes, right. whether it's ever and made the into movies a movie or are not, all great. I love the movies of the books. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I think he keeps that, you know, um, keeps that in mind. Michael Crichton's another one who does that. Sure. Yeah. You know? And Stephen he King. wrote Jurassic Park knowing it was going to be made a movie. Like, oh, Westworld. Just, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so. Which that is a 
freaking great show. What are you going to really say about like Stephen? Season 3 as much. Huh? Sorry, sorry, I was interrupting you. Go ahead. Uh, oh, no, I was saying Stephen King also does a lot of... Uh, yes. The way he writes, translates very well to the, the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Although, like, my favorite Stephen King books have not been <laughs> translated well oh, to yeah? the screen. Let's put Which it ones? Well, The Stand is my favorite book. Yeah, that is my apps. That's one of my favorites of all and time. And that like, could be such an epic series, or I know that they've tried and I think failed. The, you know what? The a, the ABC, the original ABC series was not bad. They but, did but well. If like but, H, but if like HBO put money Oh, no, no, that, no. Exactly. No, I agree. I agree. Because ABC was limited by the fact that it was a network. And it was yeah. the, the 90s. Was that the 90s or the 80s? When did they do that? I think that could have been the 80s. Oh, oh, when ABC did it? That was probably the yeah. 90s. I don't think it was Right. The 80s, yeah. So, you know, they were limited in what they could do on network television. But right. I thought it was pretty faithful. But, yeah, you're right. If HBO or Showtime got a hold of that, that would be epic. And then the Dark, the Dark Tower series I love. And the new movie, The Gunslinger with Idris Elba, was complete garbage. And I heard. Six, I, it was yeah. so upsetting because, you know, it had Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey. And I was like, this could be awesome because I've been waiting for them to do that. And if this is and if this works, then they could just keep making the whole series. And it was just garbage. Yeah, yeah. I, that, was a, that was a cash grab, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, they had the stars in there and they figured they'd try to try to do it. But, uh, oh man, I can't wait to read this. I'm like just looking through this book. <laughs> the um, the 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 Miami Cocaine Hotel Scarface one. Yeah. One of yeah. the main people in the book is the guy from Tiger King, the Mario Terabu, the guy with the monkeys. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna read you the back of this book because this is a true story now. Drugs, disco, and debauchery. This is the wild true story of the mutiny which is a decadent hotel that inspired the legendary film Scarface. In the 70s, Coke hit Miami with the full force of a hurricane, and no place attracted drug dealers and dopers like Coconut Grove's mutiny at Sailboat Bay. Hollywood royalty rock stars and models flocked to the hotel's club to order bottle after bottle of Dom and to snort lines alongside narcos, hitmen, and gunrunners, all while marathon orgies burned upstairs in elaborate fantasy suites. (laughs) <laughs> Amid boatloads of powder and cash reigned the new kings of Miami. Three waves of Cuban immigrants vying to dominate the trafficking of one of the most lucrative commodities ever known to man. But as the kilos and bodies began to pile up, the mutiny became target number one for law enforcement. Oh, it's going to be so good. Is it, is it a newer book? Uh, When was it published? Let me see. Find the damn dates. Come on. It was 2017. Okay. Hmm, yeah. Can, it, I think it's like that post uh, Narcos kind of thing. Like where once everybody saw how sexy that whole story was. Yeah. Like everybody sure. wanted to get into like the history of cocaine and drugs in the U.S. and all that. Yeah. Yep. I, I probably think that's probably the case. But uh, the characters, one of the characters is named is Caesar and his description is a blinged out chimp. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, I got to start reading this soon. This is going to be so good. Yeah. I wanted to say quick about, so the podcast that Joe and I are doing, we released the first episode and that was like at least two months ago. How yeah. long ago was that, Joe? Maybe three it months was like, ago. It was probably two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Let's put it this way. This is not going to be a weekly podcast. No. Uh, it's it's, it's a, hard got, with it's books a, when you, you have, have that time topic. To read. 
Well, well, first of all, a couple of things happened. So like the plan was to do it hopefully twice a month. And then, so two things happened. A, this book was like complicated to sell. So complicated. And we should have split it up into like four Four. or five episodes, but we're doing it in two. And then, and then the fricking coronavirus hit and my right. work exploded and I was working like 70 yeah. hour a week. So Mine I was too. Wow. Joe, like, and then yeah, let's just take a step back until things happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we will eventually get this thing rolling, right? Yeah. We promise you at least two episodes a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've got, I've got a couple of authors and a couple of books that I yeah. would recommend you add to your lists for the show. Are you in and, the group for that show? Uh, Facebook group? No, I couldn't find it. Oh, I'll add you. Yeah, just hey, just send me an invite. Definitely. But um, I don't Look know if fucker. either... I have to go to sleep, that? and now he's sending us pictures of food he's cooking. Yeah, I, oh. I, I saw he was messaging, but I didn't even look. Uh, uh, I'm just, no, I'm calling his ass out. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah fucking steak. That's why he didn't want to fucking come on the show. He wanted to fucking eat. <laughs> uh. But um, have either of you read The Alienist by Caleb Carr? I know there's a no. TV series, which is fantastic. But the book is in my top five. Caleb Carr is in my top five for authors because he, he's a genius writer. Um, that's definitely worth reading and talking about. Okay. Oh. And the follow-up to that is Angel of Darkness, which is now season two on the TV show. Um, but both of those are top-notch. And then um, – it's funny because I don't remember when it came out, but I was flipping through cable one day and I came across an Elijah Wood movie called Everything is Illuminated. Have you ever yeah. heard of it? No. Sounds right. cool. I like Elijah a, Wood. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. It's a very interesting movie about a, a, a guy who he, he's Jewish and he's trying to find his roots in, in Russia, uh, trying to find out about his grandparents and, and World War II and such. Um, it's based on a book written by Jonathan Safran Foyer. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, the book is, the movie's great and the book is 100 times better. That's the usual MO. Yeah. But he also wrote, I don't know if you remember the movie with uh, Tom Hanks called Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Yep. Yeah. All right. He wrote that book. Hmm. And the book is genius because it's stream of consciousness in a lot of areas because it's dealing with it's dealing with with a kid who's lost his dad in nine on 9-11 but he he's also on the spectrum and it's it's so well written in that it's relatable you can you can you can feel what this kid is feeling just by the way it's written the guy he's he's an incredible writer so anything by him those two books by him and then caleb carr the first two books he wrote that the alienist books are definitely worth talking about on the show when you get to it. So. Nice. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Anytime we're doing a book that you've uh, read and have a good uh, knowledge base on, you're more than welcome to get on with us. That'd be great. Yeah, um, I'd be do, happy to do, do it. That'd be, be great. Do either of you know of uh, Chuck Klosterman? It sounds really familiar. He wrote, know the name. Uh, Killing Yourself to Live and Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs. Those are like two of his more favorite ones. He used to write huh. for um, Rolling Stone, and his books are, well, his first few books were like sort of just like uh, commentary and kind of like stories about his life about his life and stuff. But he's he's because he wrote for Rolling Stone, he's big into music and like old rock and roll. That's but he's cool. also really into sports, so it's this kind of stuff that I love. But b- 
But anyway, I'm just mentioning him because I just saw that he's going to be in Lancaster at a bookstore doing a reading. So I was like, really? Oh, stunned. nice. I just thought yeah, I, was, I know why I'd be interested in. I know why I know him. I don't remember the interview because it was a while ago, but he was on uh, Marin's WTF. Yeah, and um, he's been. You know what? I bet Joe you would recognize him because he does like. He's done a lot of like. He's been in several of the Thirty for Thirty documentaries just because okay. he's so knowledgeable about sports and stuff. You probably recognize him. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Speaking of uh, documentaries, um, I got to see that dogfight one, Doug. The oh yeah. Did you watch yep. that trailer? Uh, no, I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't. But um, come on, come on, Doug. Like I said, I know about Dada Five Thousand, and uh, you know. Yeah, these were exploits. like they 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 have these backyard fights that would go on, and they just beat the, out of each other, like beat the shit yeah, out of nuts. each other. It's but nuts. it's funny because uh, it was literally right where I lived, like between like my <laughs> house and my high school was where they had those fights. Right, right. And a lot of like yep. famous fighters came out of that scene. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean Kimbo. Kimbo. Kimbo Slice is the, probably the the biggest name. Well, uh, Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal, who's like a big yes. star right now yeah. in the UFC, he came out of that same. Yeah, area. he did. That's true. Yeah, it's like the na- the dirty, grimy version of like MMA. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's awful. It, well, it's actually what UFC was before it was purchased by the Fertitta brothers. I believe they were the ones who purchased it and cleaned it up, made it a sport. Because yeah. back then there were there were no weight classes. You were getting, you know, 150 pound guy fighting a 300 pound guy. Well, what they Things would like do that, is it was brutal. The, this house they had down in West Perrine or Perrine, as like we like to call it down there, <laughs> uh, from uh, from the four corners of the property, they took this big like um, eight foot high like green rollout fence and just went around the entire property and left one little spot where they can collect you know people's money as they came in. And yeah. they set up a ring in the backyard, and people would just sit around it and watch them beat the shit out of each other in the backyard. Holy crap. Like, no referees, no, like, gloves, nothing. Yeah, right. Just straight-up backyard fighting. But they were they were putting it on as fights, and these fighters were making a little bit of money doing it, right? Yes. Yeah, but they, they, were, yes. they, they were making that much money. It was like, you know, right, people but, five, but they were ten making, bucks to come in the backyard. Right, but the fighters were making a few hundred bucks or something. Like, like, mm-hmm. they yeah, but they were also the getting fight. seriously injured. Right, of course. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And um, I think this one guy ended up dying from it. Oh, or got sure. put in the coma more than or one. Something. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll uh, put the the I had I bought I actually bought this documentary when it first came out. Uh, it's one of the few things I I buy because I because <laughs> like well the people that put it out from like my neighborhood and stuff growing up I wanted to support it. But uh, right. But I'll, I'll I'll send you a copy. That's I cool. Paid the, I paid the full price for it and it was good though. It was really good. I was like. Oh. I, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, oh, shit, come on, get it. And they, they show a lot of the real fights there, too, in the documentary. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of MMA, Doug, were, didn't you mention that you were, you watched Kingdom or you were watching it? Yeah, I just, I, well, I'm in season two now. I start, I've been binging the, the hell out of it. Um, That's yeah, so I mean, I'm an I, MMA fan. What's that? I, I, sorry, I just started it, too, which is funny. Yeah, I'm probably yeah. on, like, episode five. I must. Have, did it just hit Netflix or something? It's, that's what it is. It just okay, hit, so it was right at the front of the queue. Yeah, my and, brother-in-law I mean, told me about it, so that's why I started yeah. watching it. I love the cast. I mean, I, Frank, I've always loved Frank Grillo. Yeah. So I saw his face, and it caught my attention, and I saw MMA. And, yeah, it's. I mean, it's. it ran from 2014 to 2017, and it's very realistic, as far as the yeah. life of an MMA fighter, 
you know? Yeah, I was reading a little bit about it, and even the fight scenes, they they did a really good job producing those. They had real. There's a lot yeah. of real fighters in the show too. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you see them all. You see them all. Yeah, Cub Swanson's in it. Joe yep. uh, Joe Daddy. Joe Stevenson or yeah, Stevens Joe Stevenson. Um, and a, and a, yeah, a bunch of other fighters. So, um, and it was, it's from the time that I liked UFC and MMA. Like yeah. I'm not as big a fan today as I was. It's gone like too. Like wrestling, wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, the show it really think, has. You know, I think the show was around 2015 or yeah, 2014 to 2017. It was on uh, Directv. The audience, Direct Directv had the audience channel. Yeah, and it, and it was shown on there, and I think it was also shown in Canada on FX in Canada. So it really didn't have wide exposure in the states. You know? FX in Canada because there's like a lot of nudity and stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, it was it's definitely shot in L.A. And there's no question yeah. about that. But um, I guess maybe that was an outlet for for them to to get the show seen. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm totally digging it. It's really and weird. and I would say even if you know you could care less about MMA, it's very much like a drama. Like it has, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Kind of like how Friday Night Lights is about yes. the drama more than it is about football. That's yeah, a perfect to analogy to people all the time. Like just because something is something doesn't mean it's about just that. Right. No, it no. just, it just so happens that I like MMA. So it's fun to like watch kind of how right. they do that aspect yeah. of it, but it really isn't yeah. about that. No, but the stories, the characters are very well developed. The stories are solid. It's not your typical melodrama stuff. I mean, there's, yes, they have that just to keep, you know, a broad appeal for it if they can. But, um, you know, the characters are solid. Like I said, everything. Yeah. It's a, I'm really enjoying it. So, nice. you remember that um, celebrity deathmatch show they used to have with the claymation fighters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I so wish they would do that like again with like modern things. But like, yeah, how, I know that how would you be have, good. Like the show, the, the the Kingdom show. I was just thinking you said it was on top of Netflix. Imagine if they did like Tiger King celebrity deathmatch. <laughs> it was all <laughs> fucking Tiger King fighting each other. That would be good. I think oh, you're right. Man. I think it would be better if Netflix did it. Like, see, MTV's yeah. not going to touch it because they're, you know, they're yeah, past no, that like, now. But and it, it, Netflix, it funny if Netflix things. did it, that'd be great. Yeah, I think I think that'd be like awesome. Uh, it would just be so much more fun. Do you know what yes. show that I've been obsessed with lately? Um, Alone. Have you ever seen the show Alone? Yeah, we. My wife loves that. We've been watching it since it started. Yeah, we. It's on Netflix. Well, a couple of the seasons are on Netflix, but we also have. It's on on demand on the History Channel too, which we have also. Yeah, but we do you know do you know about it, Doug? No, I don't. So, so is they it drop, a docu series or no, a reality TV show? It's kind of a reality show. So they they drop ten people out in the wilderness. Yeah. Most of the time, it's been in like uh, Alaska, Alaska, or, or way Oregon. way up in Canada in the Arctic. Yeah, okay. One time it was in Mongolia. So they and they're not they're they're miles apart from each other, so they're not near each other. They have 10 items that they can bring. So like, you know, a knife, an axe, whatever. And then they just have to survive. And whoever survives the longest wins half a million dollars. But here's Holy the catch. Shit. They don't tell you when someone else drops out. Right. So some everyone oh. can drop out in the first 10 days and you stay there for a year. Because <laughs> on every season, somebody's dropped out like day one. Yeah. So. <laughs> But I think right. the long, but usually it goes 70, 80, 90 days. So, and really? so these people, you know, like, you know, they, they fish, sometimes they hunt. 
They go but, crazy after a while too. Yeah, and they go crazy because they're alone, and most of them lose like eighty pounds, and they're like sickly. And when they say alone, they don't have a camera crew with them. They're alone. I was they're right. just gonna crew. ask. They, so fil- they film everything themselves. Yeah, yeah they have the to like carry okay. the camera up a mountain to get a shot, and then walk back down, then go walk back up to get the camera back. Yep. Holy crap! That yeah. actually sounds really cool. You said it, so. The good. earlier seasons are on Netflix. The I think it's like the latest seasons on Netflix. Oh, but okay. yeah. Either way, all, there's if at you least have a, a Hulu, all of it's on Hulu too. Oh, I don't know. All right, I do. Because we we watched it on, really on Hulu with live TV because the new season's on right now. So that's like Survivor for real. Yeah, yeah for real. Yeah. Like it's they, like so naked people, and afraid, except they have clothes and they don't have to only stay there for twenty days. Well, right. that's good. Um, so I mean, the, the people that can, I guess, contestants. They've got backgrounds in this. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not most grabbing people. Most of them do. Yeah, you okay. have to apply, and they you send in a video of your skills. I actually listened to a podcast with some of the people on telling you, like, the background of it. But, yeah, so then they send you to, like, basically a boot camp. Like, a lot of yeah. the people who are, uh, you know, possibilities of being on the show, and they have to you have to prove that you have the skills to, like, be able to ah, survive okay. out there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it, it, It's a really interesting show. Like, this one guy, like, I think it was when they were in, like, I want to say they were in Vancouver or something. He ended up like taking stones and built himself an entire house out of stones. Yeah. <laughs> With like yeah. a chimney and everything that like he can well, be a fireplace. Smart. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's how you survive. Right. Um, but another, uh, I guess it's a reality show, but it's also, a, I, I don't know. But um, I watched it because it was on Netflix and everyone kept talking about it. And I finally gave in and watched it was Hyperdrive. Huh. Don't know that one either. I've, I've seen it on Netflix. I have no idea it's, what it's about. So I thought it was just going to be some stupid, like, fake reality show about, like, racing. But it wasn't. Like, it was basically a Ninja Warrior, but with cars. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. So up in Rochester, they got this old abandoned, um like, industrial complex. And they converted it into, like, basically the ultimate, like, car, like, playground for, like, things. And, um, you know... They made these giant, like, obstacles and stuff. And, like, you know, it's a test of driving skill. And most of the drivers who are in it are professional, like, drivers. They're the drift car racers, drag strip racers. And it starts out with, like, um, I want to say there was, like, 40 contestants to start with. And then, like, you know, each, the first couple nights are elimination rounds or they, or qualifying rounds. If you finish in, like, the top six of your 10, you qualify to move on to the round two. And then, like, basically, as people qualify, they, uh, you know, the rounds turn from qualifying rounds into knockout rounds. So now if you don't finish in the top so much, you it's like a time trial type thing. But you also can, like, lose points from hitting obstacles or, like, doing something wrong or, like, you get penalties and stuff. Um, right. Which, all that's cool. But the interesting part is when you start realizing that these people, like, have to fix their car every day because it films every night. It's not like they film one, then they wait a week, and they film one. They, they film every night, and if someone's car gets, like, messed up but they still qualify for the next round, they got to do whatever they can to fix that car to go for the next night. Okay. And these aren't All just, right. like, you know, stock cars off the shelf. These are, like, hooked-up drift cars and, like, supercars and everything. Um, right. This one guy from Brazil had this, like, 64 Mustang that he had, like, a 900-horsepower engine in. Oh, jeez. But um, one of the things is, like, this 80-foot-tall, like, thing. it looks like a base, like a bridge, but it's at a 40-degree de- angle, and they have to haul ass up it, and then when they get to the top, they have to stop within a couple feet of the top edge and then wait for it to level itself back down to the other side, like like a draw, like a flipping drawbridge. 
Uh, you know what? I'm on I'm on IMDb and I see that uh, the level it's in the poster. Yeah, yeah. I, it's then, in the poster. As they as the rounds progress, they get harder. You actually have to like try to get your car to level it while you're up, and, and you're like okay. 80 feet in the air, driving back and forth trying to level this thing out. Holy crap! And like it has, they have counterweights they move in it. So like it's not just like park in the center and it's gonna level. Like right, so it's crazy, man. These people are getting pissed, and they have this like water tank they drive through. And like if you don't, and like it has this like kind of swishing like pattern to it. But if you don't follow that pattern, and you get off that at all, you're going. It's like a foot and a half of water, and it's gonna sure. flood out your engine. Oh, so hey, Adam, MMA yeah. tie-in, Michael Michael Bisping's in it. <laughs> in that show? Yeah, oh, I'm wow. looking at the cast. He's in it. Yeah. Oh, and Rutledge Wood is a, yeah, Rutledge is a host. Wood's in it from uh, that's Top cool. Gear America. From, from Top Gear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I gotta um, give that one a shot. That sounds it was, cool. It, it was really cool. good. Like I was like at first, I was kind of like. I, I kept seeing it. I'm like, eh, I'll watch it someday. I'll watch probably some stupid show. Like there's probably, some, yeah. but it turned out to be really, really good. Um, okay. And uh, you never know what's going to happen. Like, you're like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Come on. And then you start like liking certain people versus other people. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck right. that guy. <laughs> um, but no, that like, sounds cool. The craziest part was after I watched it, I tried to read up to see what they won. There's no fucking prize. <laughs> like, the prize <laughs> is shit. that you won. <laughs> and, um, wow. and they also said, they didn't get paid. They got a stipend while they were there in a hotel. And on top of that, any damage to their vehicles, they were responsible for it. The show wasn't paying oh, for any man. vehicles okay. to get fixed. Oh, that's so, crazy. Like, like when you start, cause I, I watched a couple of interviews with like behind the scenes with some of the people who were in it and they were like, yeah, no, that's what they told us. Like they said, it's all for exposure type thing. Like, and a lot of the guys in there are like professional racers or they have YouTube channels and stuff. They build cars. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah I found, that's definitely on the list then. Yeah. What the reason I found is I found a YouTube channel called Vin wiki, like, like Vin, like vehicle identification number. And then wiki. Okay. And it's, um, these guys, they tell car stories, like just shit. They did like, you know, I got pulled over going 180 miles an hour here. So I got out of my ticket in, in like, <laughs> they're these little like 10 to 20 minute clips of like, just basically people telling stories and like, they're right, super right. fucking interesting. Um, like this one guy's talking about how like he drove his buddy up to the mountains like in like his guy like he thought they were going to a party but the guy ended up like stealing like a bag of weed and they had to like run away and chase like they were almost got killed and the stories are super fun. Yeah. Yeah, but um, that's a cool a cool channel. But the, one of the guys that was in the the hyperdrive was talking about how he basically had to like get onto the show and it was like a pain in the ass to get on that show, but like. They they didn't tell him anything. Like he didn't know how to set up his car. He didn't know what the obstacles were going to be. He had no idea what the show was even about. He just knew that there was a show about driving cars, and he wanted to be on it. Nice. Cool. And he found out like five days before shooting started, and he had to get from California over to New York. In five days? Well, yeah. You, I mean, I guess you could do it. Yeah, but you know, you don't know what kind of car to bring or anything. So, like, some of these people showed up right. in cars that were like. They they were not like um right for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. this one guy had a Lamborghini and like you can't really drift an all wheel drive Lamborghini. No. So he tried to install a switch that would turn off the differential so that way like he could flip the switch when he wants to go to all wheel drive mode and flip the switch back and go to just rear wheel drive mode. Mm-hmm. Um but no, it's really interesting. I think I Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. So while we're on the subject of TV, um, if I can switch the subject a little bit. Um, so I'm a big sports fan, and sports are kind of 
coming back. Um, yeah. Sort of, because I was watching baseball today. I think it started yesterday, actually, baseball. Yeah, it did. But I don't know. What do you guys – I know that you're both sports fans, and it's the one time Joe gets to actually talk about sports. So <laughs> what do you think about sports starting, and how do you see it playing out? Do you think that they'll be finishing their seasons, first of all? Uh yeah, I don't even know, man. This is like yeah. the weirdest thing. Yeah. I was reading. So it sounds like the NBA down in your neck of the woods, Joe. Yeah, uh, they're all at Disney right now. Yeah. It sounds like they might be okay because like they're not they're getting like all negative tests for one thing. Well, they're also in a bubble. Like, right. not it seems like out. the bubble kind of idea, which everybody joked about at first. Right. Actually works. <laughs> yeah. They're not allowed to go out and do anything. Right. Um, one guy, I, th- I heard a story, like, one of the guys, like, went out to, like, get food across the street or something. When he came back, he they quarantined him for 10 days. Right. Yeah, yeah. they did. I, I think basketball is the best equipped because of smaller team sizes. Yeah. So they can, they they play can accommodate that bubble. They can do that bubble more easily. Right. They also um, play a know. lot of games. Yeah, exactly. Hockey could also do that because their, their rosters are, you know, 22 to 25 players. Yeah. Well, also, those guys but, are tough as fuck. They'll probably just kick them well, yeah, ass. Yeah, exactly. They, they would just beat up Corona. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But uh, baseball and and, and uh, football, they can't do that. You know, right. they can they can try their best, but they just logistically can't and pull that off. There's no um, bubbles in baseball and no, football. No. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Dolphins I'm concerned about football. Well, <laughs> yes, an actual bubble. They, that's what they call it. Um, they call it the practice bubble. Whenever oh, it really? rains, they go in the bubble. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm concerned about football. Uh, I'm so concerned. I think yeah. it'll start, but I don't know that it'll finish. Right. And they're not, um, they're not doing a preseason. I heard. No, they're not. They're Good. not which, doing preseason. Yeah. Which speaking of bubbles, like people on the roster bubble right, aren't going to have right. a chance. To I was just themselves. thinking about that today. What, how do those guys, I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, cause you're only allowed to have a certain number of people. So if right. you're on the bottom. No, of that, I think they're, I think they're increasing roster size to 70. Oh, are they? If I remember correctly, don't I don't I know they had it, they I, increased it to uh, 50, I think it was 56 or 57 before. Yeah. Well, I mean, 70. they usually go with wow. 60, don't they? Yeah. No, 53. Final roster cuts are 60. It's always oh, 53. Oh, 53? Yeah, but they so had maybe increased that 70's it. wrong. Maybe I'm wrong with that. I thought they but. increased it to like 57 or something like that. Okay. But that's still, I mean, when you have like well, just for example, my team, the Dolphins, like they're the youngest team in football, and they have they just signed like a shit ton of people, and they haven't had a chance to evaluate any of them. Right, right. Like, right. how do you decide who to keep and who to cut when you you can't see them in game action? Right. So, and yeah. also think about it like so: Pennsylvania, our governor is a Democrat, very left wing, and also has been like some of, we've had some of the strictest man, quarantine mandates. Um, in the country and basically he's come out and said no fans for yeah. the eagles or phillies and how how do you work that when like some teams can have fans but others can't well, that's a, like obviously Jets, a disadvantage the um the nfl came out and said fans are going to be in, in allowed into stadiums yes. depending right, on but that's the nfl but when your yeah. governor says no then what happens well, that's the no i think the jurisdiction the, i think mlb shut it down completely like as far as fans go, they're not right. letting. They, right, they did. Yeah, but but the NFL hasn't yet because no, the NFL said they're going to allow fans with face masks. Oh, that's I. You know, yeah, I. You said it and it didn't click. You're right. You said Phillies, but then yes, the Eagles. He's saying that for the Eagles as well. I get it. That yeah. does. Uh, 
Yeah, that makes things interesting, doesn't it? Because you know Florida's not going to shut down shit. No. <laughs> right. right. Well, no, like, obviously, yeah. Like Atlanta was like they they talked about how they're only going to let ten thousand or twenty thousand people into the stadium that holds eighty five thousand. Yeah, um, you know yeah. what? That's still a lot of people. Right. Now, on on the flip side, though, Jacksonville heard they were only allowed to fill their stadium to twenty percent capacity, and they asked how they were going to increase their attendance. <laughs> I've heard that one. <laughs> wow. They're like, sweet, we're going to make some money. This. Wait, wait, we're yeah. getting more people than we normally get. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. Well, did you hear that the uh, the Canadian government won't allow the Blue Jays to yes. play home games? And then in Canada, so so they were gonna play in Pittsburgh. Then they had it set up, and then Governor yeah. Wolf, our governor, is like, no, we're not yeah, allowing exactly. any more people into Pennsylvania. So now they're they're without a home stadium, and the season right. started yesterday. Oh yep. man, I heard so, a, a Canadian report about that. He said, "Get fucked." <laughs> Canadians don't say that. Yeah, that's from Letterkenny. Yeah, exactly. Then they just say sorry. No, that's oh, a drop sorry. from Letterkenny. That's a Canadian thing. <laughs> I, I tried that, Joe. Just not uh, to sidetrack. I tried God, it. I, I couldn't get it. through the first episode. I fucking dude. love that show. I, I tried I it with my wife, and she's like, no. Oh, I, mean, I already, I, so I, I didn't even bother with that. I just, I couldn't even get through the first episode. <laughs> it was too forced. I don't know what it was, but anyway. I don't know what, I mean, I, why I love it so much, but I love it. Oh, God. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm most excited about hockey because hockey's my sport. Um, you know, it's playoffs. I don't even know the format. I think it's a round robin. The Rangers? Then, no, are you kidding me? The Islanders? They're the only team I hate more than the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Islander fan. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I, the Rangers are just, they're just awful people. The I know players, we, the we fans, have just, them, <laughs> but we don't really do hockey down here. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. Like no one here gives a fuck about hockey. Yeah. It's it's no, here because we're we have big yeah. cities. It has nothing to do with and the Panthers. Are and you, and you've got a bad. great team in Tampa. You know. Oh yeah, um, they're a fantastic team. And but he's closer to the Panthers, and they're terrible. Well, no, I'm actually closer yeah. to Tampa than Miami. Oh right, 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 right. right. I grew yeah. up in Miami, but I, I live you. in Gainesville. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited about hockey. I, I cannot. And wait. the Panthers aren't um, even in Miami. They're in Fort Lauderdale. Right, but yeah. Miami are fans of the Panthers because I think it's the closest team to Miami. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only ice we care about and snow we care about in Miami comes up from Columbia. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, Adam, are you uh, are you Pittsburgh or Philly? I'm Pittsburgh, which is weird because I'm a Phil, uh, an Eagles fan. But yeah, I didn't. I wasn't born here. I was actually born in Florida, and then I lived in Virginia for a lot of my growing up pittsburgh's a weird one i just kind of when i mean i loved hockey when i was a kid right and i I played a little bit and i don't know just like back in the day with mario lemieux and those yammer yager and those teams i just sure latched onto him so yeah yeah i um i I can tolerate pittsburgh to an extent but philly i love the eagles more than any other sports team but i hate the flyers so yeah, good. <laughs> I can't stand them. You're from anyway. Tampa, St. Pete? Yeah, St. Pete. That's yep. right. Okay, I'm trying to remember because I know uh, Diaz is also from Florida, but he's from yeah. Dade City. Yeah, he's the one who said he has like a vacation home in St. Pete somehow. Yeah, that's right. It was kind of some crazy shit. <laughs> he's like, my second home is a vacation home in yeah, Tampa. Yeah, but I share it with my, my sister or my cousin or somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tricky ass Diaz. <laughs> And I'm sure I'm assuming you guys aren't big soccer fans. I'm just going to go Dude, on a limb and say that soccer. What's that? Yeah, not 
Nice. So I, mean, I, I root am, for the home team. You yeah, know. I'm yeah. a big soccer fan. So yeah, my son is so into it also, and he's a really good soccer player. So right, it's fun to watch. You know, all international soccer is happening and has been happening. So that's been like the one sport that's kind of been going full yeah. strength. Yeah. So we've been I kind of like the Orlando soccer team for a little while. Yeah. They're doing oh, really well, actually. Only because the... um, Tom and Dan did a soccer podcast. They did the Orlando City Soccer Cast, and like and I... <laughs> I listened to it because it was them. And then I like started following the team because they were talking about it. Well, yeah. you know that David Beckham just Bought started Miami. a team in Miami. Yeah, and they're an expansion team, and they had all this like hype, and they signed some like who they said was like a big star, but he's let's not put really. it this way: they lost their first five games. Miami doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to like it because I don't give a shit about the Marlins either. Right. right. <laughs> I know. I was Actually, just thinking anything, because I was just listening. If anything, teams. fuck the Marlins because the Marlins, first of all, ruined Dan Marino's last few years as a quarterback by having a damn infield in the, in the damn. Oh, that's why. Oh, okay. In the stadium. And then when they finally did decide to take their asses out of the fucking Dolphin Stadium, they tore down the Orange Bowl to build this monstrosity they're in now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that nobody and, comes to. Yeah, and the Orange Bowl was, like, historical Miami. Like, that was, like, Miami football. Yeah. That's, like, that's like an Indian burial ground, basically, is this. Is, uh, yeah. That's why they're probably not doing good because the – God, I miss the Orange Bowl. I used to love that stadium so much. One thing that – so, soccer, like, these big – you know, and, like, the Premier League and, like, and overseas, they're – their stadiums hold like a hundred thousand people. Yeah, it's crazy. I know it's not. So and they start jumping nuts. in them, and the whole things like go up and down. So they're empty, obviously, but they're pumping in this crowd noise, which I hate because I would love to be able to hear like what they're saying yeah. in the field. Yeah, right. Which I'm sure, like, it'll be real. Uh, the NBA is another one, which would be awesome if it was dead quiet. But you know, they don't want. Yeah. If they have a game on ABC, they don't the whole game want beep, you beep, hearing. Beep, right. Beep, I was gonna beep, that. Beep, no, beep. Yeah. And are we going to hear sneaker squeaking more than you, you do? do the, I was watching. Uh, those aren't sneaker squeaking. Those are sensor bleeps. <laughs> <laughs> so the other day, I don't know if you remember Manute Bull. Oh, yeah. Was, he was seven foot seven. He played on the yep. Sixers. And his son, whose name is Bull Bull. <laughs> B-O-L-B-O-L. That's crazy. He's a, he's a rookie this year. He's seven two. And he wow. was the other day. He has like complete handles he was like dribbling like a point guard he nailed this like pull up three it was hilarious a seven foot is he is he better built because his dad looked like a stick bug oh yeah yeah. well yeah (laughs) i mean he's also like five inches shorter but he's still seven two he's still really thin but he he, is okay he looks a lot more agile than his dad right okay yeah yeah yep yeah anything else well, real quick on the soccer. I mean, yeah. I did actually get to see, you, you you know Pele? Yeah. I saw him play live. No way. <laughs> Back in the 70s, oh I was I played soccer as a kid. And, we and then Brooke a, Shield uh, showed up. Exactly. She ruined everything. <laughs> we, we took a team trip to see the Cosmos play. Yeah, um, the Cosmos. They played on Randall's Island right outside of Manhattan. Oh, nice. And that's when Pele was on the team. So I actually yeah. got to him and I think friends Beckenbauer like yeah, yeah, I saw them both, you know, like and barely knowing, you know, the the magnitude of of these two players, but knowing they was something special. Yeah, there's a lot. But of yeah, lives. that's that's pretty much my extent of that. They need to do like a thirty for thirty about the Cosmos. There's a lot of wild. Oh, space. that was yeah. It yeah. was fun. It was it was definitely a fun time. 
So. Adam, do you know the uh, whole Brooke Shields thing that we keep talking about? No. Okay. No. It'd be way <laughs> funnier if you it. did. I'm not repeating it, dude. So basically, Doug worked at the airport as a glorified TSA agent. Uh-huh. Way <laughs> and, before 9-11. And he was really creepily hitting on Brooke Shields when she was young. Yeah. I, and her mom came the over same and age. Her. Like, like when would this have been? This was 80, okay. 82. 1982. That's when I was so born. The year I was born, yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. Working at Kennedy Airport real quick, doing security for British Airways Concord. Who walks up with Brooke Shields and a mom? I was wrapping bags in this security band. So, so where was Brooke Shields at in her career? You knew of she, her. It was post Blue Lagoon because she okay, was younger. Okay. So it was she was a she was a star. Like Yeah, yeah, okay. She was a star. But I think we're the same age or a year off, give or take. She, while her mom was checking them in, she came over to me to ask me what I was doing. She wanted to know why I was doing what I was doing with these bags. So we just started having a conversation. And it was so cool and casual. And, you know, her, then her mom came over and grabbed her by the arm and pulled her off. Like, how dare you talk to the, to the lowly security guy? So she ruined her mom, like, cock blocked oh, me, yeah, the bottom yeah. line. You know, but yeah, that's the, that's the short story. And, of course, I haven't, you know, heard the end of it since but oh it's the greatest thing know. ever and um <laughs> doug was best basically on the show f is for frank yeah, he worked exactly. in the mohawk airlines yeah and yes, he sounds like exactly. bill burr yeah i realize so, you do you do you sound just like bill burr no yeah, look i heard you mentioning that on one of the episodes you're so wrong it's not funny because there is a huge difference b- between a boston accent and a new york accent all i know They're is if you got crazy. angry you would sound just like bill burr nah. <laughs> i'm a you know, I joke about it. We, I've been up here. My family's been up in New England for 15 years, right? So you've got a lot of people all over the world that have, you know, that they, they joke about having a swear jar. If you, if you swear or you curse, you got to put a dollar in. We got a wicked jar in my house, okay? If, if you, you say, say the word wicked, you're putting money in it. It's still empty 15 years later, okay? That's the difference between Boston and New York. That's like the nobody um, in my house is allowed to say wicked. What was that's that shit fair. they used to say in California all the time? Um, uh, it was like huge in like the early two thousands. I this, don't know. Oh, everything was hella. It's hella uh, this. Yeah. hella that. <laughs> right, it's hella good. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wicked, wicked, in up in New England, wicked awesome. That's wicked, wicked cool. awesome, bruh. Yeah, it's like I can't even do Boston accent. Boston, so, get in the car. Yeah. Right. You got to drop your R's, but you can't drop all the R's. There's some R's that they say. See, and right. I'm Irish, too, so you think I'd be able to do a Boston accent? Well, it's funny. When, I, when, we, were, when we were up here looking for places to live, we knew we were moving. We had to find a place. So this realtor's taking us around, shows us a couple of houses, and she says, oh, all right, I'm going to show this house over on Hobbit Street. And I'm like, okay, great. We get over there. I look at the sign. It's Harvard Street. I thought she said Hobbit. I thought we were talking about <laughs> freaking Lord of the Rings here. Oh wait, it's on Hobbit Street. I can do a no, really, no, I can do a really good Boston Harvard. accent. You ready? You sucking dick. Yeah, it's a Boston accent. Fuck you, Patriots. <laughs> oh wow. All right, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, I'm sorry, I had to do it. Well, I can't fucking stand the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've gotten that bane of my there. fucking existence as a Dolphins yeah. fan. You got uh, it. I know. Yeah. So hey, um, speaking of things that are older, yeah, uh, we got to talk about some cartoons from our, our well, our youth. <laughs> your, yeah, I know. Exactly. Your middle age. 
I'm living vicariously <laughs> through my kids. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean the uh, the Nickelodeon cartoons, the originals. Yeah, um, they were big in my life because again, they were big in my kids' life. So my my oldest son was born in '91. Then I had my my second son '93, my daughter '95, and my youngest son '99. So that was the heyday. I mean, '91 is when all those shows, not oh, yeah. all of them, but the the, the, majority, the first. Yeah. The foundation started. I pulled so. some theme songs up too for you. Oh, nice. excellent! So you should so. just play a couple seconds, and we'll see if we can. Yeah, get yeah. So I was figuring we do a stardom and see who gets it first. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> uh. Oh, uh, uh. Rocco's Modern Life. Yes. No, 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 no. That's, no, that's Doug. not. That's Doug. It's Doug. That's Come Doug. on, you're Doug. Yeah, you should have right. got that one I right know, away. I blew that one, huh? <laughs> yeah, my namesake. God, come on. I did that, that one first. That was the easy one. <laughs> you're right. All I right. blew it. So let's move on to the second one. See if you get it. That's our real monster. Oh, no. See, I'm getting all these wrong. I'm stopping now. That's Modern Life. You might as well stop playing them because I'm not going to guess again. Really? Come on. I'm making an answer myself. <laughs> Come on. Let, let, let. This, this, yeah. is a, this is a harder one, but I used to love the show. It's probably after Rocco's Modern Life, this is probably my second favorite. Mm. That's not nice. ringing a bell. Oh, the Angry Beavers. The Angry Beavers. I that was a great show. One. I don't remember that one. Oh, Angry Beavers was love. great. Huh. I can't remember like yeah. any of the episodes off the top of my head, but I know I used to love it. Oh, yeah. that was No, that was definitely a hit in the house. There's no question about it. All right. This is but. an easy one, but I hated this one. Rugrats. Yeah, that's Rugrats. I don't know why I never liked oh, Rugrats. I liked Rugrats when I was young. Yeah. That had some pretty, pretty, uh, adult humor is not the right phrase, but some sophisticated humor. I mean, yeah. they were babies, but it had some sophisticated humor in it, and I thought it was good. And it, I, I will it give had, it that. What? I'll give it that. And as a, as a dad, it had very good stories for kids, very good lessons that were told in a way that, that the kids got it, but they weren't, it wasn't being drilled in. So okay. I, I dug that show for that, definitely. You dug that show? Yes, I dug Doug. I dug Doug and I dug the Rugrats. I like how Doug's best friend was Skeeter. <laughs> I know. So great. Here's another one so for you. This one you should probably get. Oh. That's Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, that's Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. That was the opposite of having any type of story whatsoever. Right. Oh, it was crazy. That was pure it's anarchy. Fun. That was originally yeah, an MTV I, show, too. Yes. It, yeah, that came yeah. out. So that came Liquid out in 91. With, um, and I remember going down to Florida um, right after it came out. My wife and I took a trip down there. It was at Universal Studios, and they were selling Ren and Stippy yep. shirts. So I grabbed one. And the next day, we went to Disney, and I got stopped by so many people asking me, where'd you get that shirt? Where'd you get that shirt? That's awesome. Um, <laughs> I, had, I had cast members asking me. I had other guests asking me. So I had to know. I said, oh, you got to go to Universal to get that shirt. Yeah, because so. Universal had the whole Nickelodeon studios. Yes, exactly. So... Now, so that was in there. This was also one of my favorite, favorite shows ever. Is this 
Inspector Gadget. Oh, yeah, Inspector Gadget. Oh, yeah, definitely. God, it was so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, the movies weren't that good, though. <laughs> the ones... Oh, God, no, that movie was... Was that, was that Jim Carrey? No, it was uh, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick, yeah. Matthew Broderick, that's yeah. right. I don't know why I was that thinking was Jim awful. Carrey. All right, this yeah. one should be given right away. Hey, Arnold. That's your little football New York, head. Your New York football head, buddy. Exactly. That was also a, a show that taught a lot of lessons. Yeah. Um, and a lot of lessons that weren't the standard, you know, moral lessons. It taught it taught acceptance um, for differences and you know cultural and and otherwise and things like that. But taught it did it in a way that I appreciated it as as a dad with my kids watching it. You know. Um, yeah, it was a great that was show. Cool. Yeah. Um, this is and more then, of a deep um, cut on the next. What one. you got another one? Yeah, I got a couple more. There's, there's all a, right, do it. I, I picked. It. I grabbed all the ones from the nineties. Yeah, this is more of a deep cut, but I used to also really like this show. This is me, Eliza Thornberry. Part yeah, of that's why I was just about to bring up the Wild Thornberries. Yeah, the Wild Thornberries. That's one of my favorites. It that's was absolutely great. one of my favorites and one of my kids because that one came out in ninety eight. Yeah, it was late. So 90s. my daughter and my youngest were were more into that. Even though all of us did. The movies were fantastic. There yep. were two or three movies. I think, they, yeah, I think it was so three movies. Good. That was, uh, what was the character that Flea played? The kid the that couldn't talk. What's that? Oh, um, hold on. Let me. I can't remember the, the character's name, but he was played Hello. by Flea from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. There is Donnie. We found him. Donnie. That's Donnie. Him. Yeah. That's him. The little wild yeah, yeah. kid. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That was but, such a uh, funny I mean, show. Tim Curry. I mean, you know, anything he's in, I'll watch. It wanted. So. It kind of made me want to live that lifestyle of going. Yeah, right. And right? being like on safaris and stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, there's only a couple more left. This one, if you don't get, I just don't even know you anymore. <laughs> one fine day with a wolf and a purr, a baby was born and it caused a little stir. No blue buzzard, no three-eyed frog, just a feline, canine, little cat dog, cat dog. Oh, jeez. Cat dog. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love that song, too. Uh, oh, the song? Yeah. And, All and the intro the songs. Like, TV shows used to have good intro songs. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. not anymore. They made an effort. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, that <laughs> the standard kid question for that show was how do they poop? You know, <laughs> all my kids asked that question. Well, the Futurama answered it with the goat. Remember the goat that, like. Oh, right. <laughs> Right. When they had the bet between uh, Fry and uh, Bender, uh, yes. who can get the most followers on on iTube or whatever they called it. <laughs> what do they call it? Yeah. When he had the uh, the Leela singing Boyle, which was yeah. which was uh, Susan Boyle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fucking great show. Futurama was the best show of all time. I love that show. Yeah. All right, these last last three are real deep cuts. Well, let's see if you get him. <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark? Nope. That wasn't a cartoon. Is that Invader, Invader Zim? Nope. Invader Zim 2000. <laughs> Is that Our Real Monsters? Yes, you got it. Yes, all right. Our well, Real that was Monsters. Also, that was one of my favorites, too. Uh, they all were. Like, every one of them was great. I don't know. I like, mean, you had Ickis. Ickis? Yep. Oh, damn it. I can't remember. The one that would look like a, a, a candy cane, like a black and white candy cane. Yeah. And they lived in um, Staten Island under the yeah, Fresh, Kills, Fresh Kills dump. 
Yes. Yeah. Which, um, is that I have fresh? To look, I have fresh. To look it up, but. Like, who names the place Fresh Kills? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Oh, seems- there's a there's a bunch of kills in uh, in New York, in Staten Island, and around Manhattan because it, the kills has something to do with a river or something. Okay, I was I wondering exactly what that meant. Because when I look at yeah, like, the it, maps and I'm like seeing all the names of these places, I'm like, who the hell names everything kills? Yeah, it was. Uh, I'd have to look it up. I'm not going to do like it the now. But it, it definitely has something geographically to do with rivers, but yeah, there's the a lot Schuylkill, of that. Schuylkill River by by Philly. Huh. Yeah, everything, yeah. everything in Florida is like with La Coochie. <laughs> Kruma Coochie. Yeah. <laughs> Smell yeah. a coochie. Oh, all right. So it was Ickis, Oblina, and Crumb. That's right. Yeah. So that was definitely one of our one of our favorites too. So. All right. This one, uh, this one's hard, but it's got a, a fantastic song in the intro. Okay. Big up the masses. Assume the crash position. Hold on tight. Take a deep breath for a cartoon cramaganza. I know it. Was that Kablam? It is Kablam. God, Doug, you are so good at this. Yes, (laughs) Doug, you are the best. I love that show. The fucking the 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 caveman and the and the alien and the monkey. (laughs) Those are the best. The claymation. They were the best shorts ever. They They were were hysterical. Yeah, it was like a short, like a a short show. That's all really. Yeah, the alien was coming down trying to teach the caveman how to do things, and the monkey was smarter than the caveman. Yep. And uh, it was just it was the dumbest stuff, but it was so great. I love that show. Oh, me too. And then the very last one of the 90s series. Here we go. I'm going to get the last one here. Yeah, I don't know what that one is. Oh, all right. Yeah, that was the yeah, I, Extreme Sports I don't know. one. I don't remember the kids watching that one. Maybe they did. The boys might have, but I don't think I saw that one. They were so. all like skateboarders and surfers. and Yeah, I, you're right. That's ringing a bell. Yeah. It was definitely on, but I just I didn't get into that one as much as the other ones. So, so now that we have the fun trivia game, let's talk about the actual shows that you really, really liked. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life was like my favorite. Yep. And yep. they just relaunched like an episode of it, like a new episode of it. And I don't know how like... I was like the most excited I've ever been to watch something on Netflix when that came out. <laughs> I didn't uh, see it, right? It was almost movie length, wasn't it? It was like 45 minutes or so, I think. Oh, okay. It wasn't like right, a full yeah. length movie, but it was long enough to like be longer than an episode. But right. uh, it was so breaking the fourth wall, making fun of itself the whole time. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Fantastic. And that yeah, show that's... was so raunchy. Like if you go back and like yeah, watch it now. Was... It was pretty bad. Well, you probably at the time got all the jokes because you were older. But like, yes. Michael was a, he worked as a sex, a fucking sex phone operator. A phone tech operator. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, and Heifer. Oh, God, I love that show. Yeah, Heifer and Filbert. And, and then the, 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 the frog the lady heads. that lived next door. And she's yeah, like, Yeah, those hey. were the big heads. Yeah, the big heads. Yeah. And like the wife was like a whore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I know. They got away with a lot back then. That's for uh, sure. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah. 
See, I always like uh, the uh, the insane shows. Like, what was that? No, exactly. But you know, you could do that. You can't put that on television, though. That's the problem. You know, you can't say that on television. What it was actually called? No, (laughs) I used to love that show too. (laughs) Yep. Um, Are you talk about launching some some careers, man? Yeah. Oh, hey, dude. Yeah. There was someone in that show that was like famous too, like or turned out to be semi-famous. I can't remember who it was now. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, me too. No, which one? The, you can't do that on television. No, hey, dude. Well, you can't do it on television. Was Lannis Morissette? Right, because that was that was Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like there was someone in Hey Do that turned into someone like maybe Christine, not. I don't know. Christine Taylor. Yeah, Christine Taylor. That's who it was. She was on some things. Yeah, that's who I think. That's who I was thinking of. Um, and maybe David Lasher. Yeah, he was on some things also. Can't I think those are the only two I recognized from something. Um. But yeah, I used to love that show. I used to love all those shows, man. That's like salute all these your shorts, shows. man. That was my favorite. Oh, salute yeah. your shorts. Yeah. Uh. That's why my name is Donkey Lips on the chat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And then um, the Pete and Pete. Pete and Pete, I liked a lot. I really did. Yeah. Danny Tamburini, yeah. Tamburelli. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was uh, one of the one of the Petes, and I forget what the other guy's name is. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, but that was a good show. I was definitely thinking of the girl um, Christine Taylor because she was in Dodgeball and Zoolander. Yeah, and yeah she's married to Ben Stiller, the Brady Bunch. Yeah, oh, that's right. She's married in real life to Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah. but she was oh, on, on Hey Dude. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, I don't know if they met on uh, on Dodgeball or they were already married, but yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. yep. Um, so. I'm going to fuck with RJ one more time because he's still commenting on the oh fucking in the group when he could have just been on the damn show. He is. I know, exactly. Please, ball. Yeah. Oh, I got to wake up early, guys, but I'm just going to sit here and message you pictures of my steak and ask you questions the whole time. Right. right. Um, but uh, aside from Nickelodeon, I used to also watch all the Disney cartoons in the afternoon, like Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, Chippendales mm-hmm. Rescue Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah, my Bears. kids loved all that stuff. Yeah. Like yep. the afternoon cartoon lineups were like DuckTales. They were so good. Yep. Um, so yeah. I, I used I, to love the goofy stuff. Oh, there were a couple of goofy oh, yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the goofy the movie. Son, the first one power was line. so good. They were trying to get to yeah. the Powerline concert. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I could probably sing that song too if I thought about it. <laughs> yeah. What is it? It's something like, and we come together like two or three. Oh, what was that song? No, How did it go? It was like that. Doom. Yeah, that that um, I'm gonna pull it up because I I gotta get it now. Uh, was it was it eye to eye or stand out? I just looked it up. Stand out. I had to look it up. I well, the other one was eye to eye. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put them right here and see which one I'm thinking of. Is it that synth? That's it. They're in like the guitar case. Come on, Come on what? Who you? Alright, I'm skipping this one. Is that um Sounds like Prince. That sounds like it's Prince. No, it's not. I I'm again I'm looking it up. Tevin Campbell. I don't oh, know Tevin Campbell. That's who it is. Yeah. 
Like, give me the cook. If we miss... Yeah. Oh, man. It's bringing back memories. Oh, such yeah. memories. Just so you know, Tevin Campbell didn't age well. <laughs> he did not age well. I'm trying to get to the other song, but, like, it's loud. Hold on. Let me turn the volume down. Where's the other song at? Is this it? <laughs> Yeah, it's basically just <laughs> if you were to combine like a Prince and Michael Jackson song in a yep. one song. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, definitely. But like, see, back then, like, they focused on the music making it good. Like, nowadays, I feel like kids are getting ripped off in TV shows. So they're. So my kids are at that age where they would be watching those type of shows. But so I feel like the Disney Channel has sort of replaced the Nickelodeon type of shows. Yeah. And yep. they're they're awful. they're all like live action shows and they're all yes. terrible. It's they're like the awful. camp with like the fat girl who thinks she's cool. Yeah, it's like. All right. Now. It started with uh, uh, Miley Cyrus, that show. Oh, she, yeah. That, what was that uh, show? Right. Something. Well, there's Hannah, Hannah Montana. Montana. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all kind of that same premise every single yeah. show. And, and then there's there. one show where they're like they're superheroes and they have a rabbit that's Master Shake. Hmm, I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. What's the show? Uh, hold on, I gotta figure this out. Know. The uh, Disney Rabbit Wizard. <laughs> it's like a rabbit wizard thing. Really? Although I I haven't. Uh, Went back and showed my kids like a lot of old TV that I liked, but we do a thing where like if we're gonna like have a movie night and watch a movie together, every other one I get to pick or my wife gets to pick. So you know we watched like all the Mighty Ducks and all those right. cool like PG movies from that era. Yeah, yeah. I think it's called The Thundermans. I've never heard really? of that one. Uh, let me. See. I'm trying to figure this out because I'm trying to just Google search this shit by asking about Disney show there with are rabbit. So many of those shows now, though. It's like an evil rabbit, but it's the voice of Master Shake. Oh jeez. It's yeah, funny. It's... I saw I saw a meme the other day. Um, it says we should all thank Hillary Duff for staying normal. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's like the only Seriously. one who didn't go insane Seriously. from the Disney days. Yeah, you know. We lose Joe. I'm here. I'm listening to. Oh, I'm like right. listening to something. So here's here's like a clip from the show with the rabbit talking. Tell me this isn't Shake. Dad, this is awful. Dad hates Evil Man. That's cause he's the one supervillain your father could never beat. Every fight <laughs> ended in a tie and a city being destroyed. Those were the days. <laughs> it's it's Dana Snyder, and and it's a rabbit with a cape on. <laughs> like it's, Holy crap. It, it's like this family of superheroes, and their pet is a rabbit that wears a cape and his master shake. And it talks. Oh, that's great. It's called the Thundermans. <laughs> that's fantastic. And every time it's on, I'm like, Aqua Teen Hunger Force? And I go running out, and it's just a stupid rabbit talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that show. Um, that Dana Snyder does that voice for every character he plays. He doesn't change the voice ever. Yeah, he's making a living. I guess he's happy. Like that's in um, Venture Brothers, he plays the... Um, the kind of like, like uh, the monk, the monk guy that's there, the neighbor, and he does right. that same voice. <laughs> uh, it's so great. He's like, <laughs> I love Master Shake. Master Shake is the best. 
one of those um <laughs> one of those disney show things it takes place in a guitar store though Oh yeah, that's like they work at a guitar really? store. But it's like yeah. a really crappy guitar store yeah, in yeah, Hawaii yeah. or something. Yeah. Isn't that something like uh the beach beach life or something like that? Or and the kids all come in and it's like, Oh, there's cool dude, look at his hair. Yeah. Oh, don't look at my hair, I cut it by accident today and he has like a little chunk of hair missing and these shows are so terrible, they're not good. <laughs> it's just like Quality the conversation stuff, we had about like... rap nowadays, like new rap yeah. sucks. Like, nothing is funny on these yeah. shows. It's like I the producers that, like, of How I Met Your Mother got on there and started making <laughs> all these kid shows. No, no, no. It would be funny. Then. <laughs> it would be funny, then, if he was on. It's like the exactly. people who make Big Bang That's Theory true. decided to make every TV show. Big Bang. <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm, I'm completely with you on That's that. like the worst show in history it of is TV. It is really bad, yeah. Um, if you ever have a chance to go yeah. on YouTube and, like, search... Big Bang Theory without the laugh track, it's like the most cringeworthy thing you'll ever watch. <laughs> <laughs> like they're telling wow. the jokes and just nothing. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's actually funnier than watching the show. Joe, do you remember those like oh, Saturday probably. morning shows? Oh yeah. Like um was always X Men. <laughs> no, but like I'm talking about like the live action shows like um oh like um, uh like uh oh what are some of the the there's a basketball one that I'm uh man I, I my mind City like Guys that. was one Yep um there's a basketball one California Dreams that one That's right What about I'm, like um I'm blanking on all of their names now shoot the other ones like the like uh live, they're semi live action but with like puppets and stuff like Baron Bear Baron the Big Blue House <laughs> or Zabumafo. Yep. Ooh. That was the one with the monkey, like Zabumafu. Oh, I do remember that one a little bit. Zabumafu yeah. or something like that. And that mm-hmm. was like his name. Or then they had those weird well, I don't know if I just got these because I was in Miami, but they were like these weird Univision ones from like South America. And they were insane. Like, they all had, like, crazy, like, wigs that were, like, bright green and yellow. Um, maybe that was just a Miami thing. Really? Yeah. So, the funny thing yeah, about maybe. these Saturday morning shows, it, they, were, they were the ones that, like, aired with Saved by the Bell. And they would, all of them had a white guy, a black guy, an Asian guy, or girl, and then, like, a couple <laughs> of each. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Like, the ki- the Burger King yep. kids. <sighs> Burking uh, Kids Club, they had like the guy, his, one of his name was Wheels, and he had a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> and there was like the, like the redhead tomboy girl who was like really good at sports. And then there was Kid Vid. Uh, yeah, th- these are all after me. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, those were the good old days, man. Now TV <laughs> just like. I feel bad for today's kids. Like they really don't get quality TV programming. They just yeah, like, but they've got more content elsewhere. Yeah, yeah but that doesn't mean it's good. No, no, no. I that's true. Like they're that's watching true. the stupidest crap on YouTube too. Like earlier that's, today, that's what they're watching. I don't think like a lot of like good content needs to be made for them. It's just like already there. But like my son earlier today was watching two guys walk around like a a sand like desert part of the, like just sand in the desert with metal detectors trying to find safes that their buddy hid in the, in the sand. 
And then they'd open <laughs> it, and he'd be like, oh, I got a $25 Amazon gift card. Oh, I got a Starbucks gift card. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I've seen you watch videos of someone else playing video games. Yeah. Like, yeah, my son watches like Minecraft videos. Like I just, all I don't the time. get it. I'm like, right. how can you watch someone else play a game? Just play it yourself. Right. Right. He probably says the same thing like when you're watching like a, you know, guitar demo video or something. <laughs> ah, damn it! <laughs> you got me. You got it. Good point. Okay. Good point. Yeah, but but the thing is, I'm not that talented. <laughs> <laughs> and and for some reason I should stop watching them because Mike Herman's can make any guitar pedal sound good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> it's true. I'm like, man, how did you get that sound out of that pedal? Because when I plugged it in, it sounded like someone shitting on a hot rock. I've I've always said that. Like people rely so heavily on like demo videos, which you know, I guess for especially people who don't have like good guitar shops around where they can try anything out, that's just what yeah. you have to do other than like read hype on the internet or something you just watch demo yeah. videos but so much goes into that the camera they're using the microphone the guitar the, the edits pedals, the amp the edits yeah <laughs> i think it's mostly the edits right 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 because uh, you know they they messed it up like 180 times the guy's probably like fuck right. yeah yeah well then you also have to worry about is it paid you know what I mean? Is yeah. it a paid endorsement? Exactly. You know? I was just gonna say it. it's like it's like an influencer on Instagram, like yeah. doing like a plug for you know I don't know Starbucks or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. that's why I, I like I said Mike Herman's is my favorite. The guy he he used to do all the Primax ones. It's, it's yeah. pop into the chemist, right? Um, yeah, that dude is ridiculously sick at playing, and when he plays, yeah, he is. He like is. he plays straight through a lot of things, but he'll play two or three parts and then just layer them. Right, but he doesn't talk. He just plays, and then words mm-hmm. scroll across the screen. I don't need to know his whole life story. He's just here's what this pedal sounds like. A different setting. He shows you the knobs right. right. and plays with it, and like, but he makes them all sound good. Like he made me yeah. buy a Soul Food. <laughs> <laughs> like it's his fault. I bought that pedal three times. Yeah, and you're like, oh, you got me again. I like that. I mean, for the for the for the price. You oh, for the price. Thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I, but do, you, do you remember when they came out? Yeah. There was a there's a local shop near me, and they were like you couldn't get them. I mean, they were like yeah pre ordered, and you, they were just sold out for months. Yeah, yep. because there's so much hype around it. Like he made like yeah. a song out of a rainbow machine. That's impressive. <laughs> I'm like, how, most, I can't even make most, a sound out of that thing. The he most made a song. Practical pedal ever. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, he made it sound like ridiculously awesome. I'm gonna hold. On, I'm gonna look up the Mike Herman's. <laughs> Rainbow machine, just so I could yeah. give you a quick second of how he actually made this thing make noise other than just random nonsense noise. Yeah. Because it, it's ridiculous. Or maybe it wasn't the rainbow well, machine. The only Quick, puddles- I'll tell you. What? Go ahead. No, I was saying with the soul food, I had mine modded, JS, JHS modded, the, the meat and three mod. Yeah. And that made, that pedal was nice, you know? Um, it made a big difference. Yeah, I'm you sure. Know, it added a lot more, a lot more low end to it, and a lot more control. So many of um, those pedals, like that ones, w- that are made by big companies like that, that are really cheap out the door. There's just like really small like differences between that and like a boutique pedal that yes. does the same thing. Yep. And when you do Absolutely. those mods, it basically gets you there. Yeah. 
And that mod was like, at the time, it was 35 or 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah. So I paid 70 new for the pedal. Yeah. Paid another 40 with shipping. So for 110 bucks, you're right. I had a pedal that was boutique level. Right. You know? So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, and then again, talking about the, the being careful about paid advertisements. Like, so when I first got back into guitar and I was on, you know, poking around on YouTube, I found Anderton's TV. You know, and, and it's it's entertaining. Those guys are great. They're fun to watch. Yeah. But, you know, they own a music shop. <laughs> right, exactly. What they have exactly. on, on their videos is just what they want to sell that week. They sure. want to move that that an inventory. <laughs> so sure. It's like, yeah, all right, you know, how honest are we being here? Yeah. You know, so you have to be careful. With I've, I've had this conversation before with people, too. Like, even like a guy like, so Jay Leonard Jay is a guy I like to watch just because he's so entertaining. Like yeah, the demos that he does, but all of his stuff is paid. So like, yep, yep. I I would love to see. I don't know like w- how this is possible, but I would love to see a guy who demos. Well, it'd have to just be not paid, I guess. But yeah, maybe that's if the only maybe way. if he could make money on ads somehow or something. But like, mm-hmm. if he could give an honest review, like, eh, this sounds good, but like the switches right. are like really awful and cheap, you know, like exactly. if they would replace these, it would be much better, but you know, something that would yep. actually be good for the buyer, which is the only people watching the videos, you know, yeah. people who, yeah, but there's who none of in that the market. There. Right. No, I, yeah, I'm with you. On That's that. why I yeah. live. I like my pedals. Yeah. <laughs> like my pedals. And all I buy is 37, effe- 37 <laughs> effects. That's what I haven't yet. If you want, one pedal that I sell and it's a fuzz, come see me. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, sure. Okay, so, so what do you got, Joe? Do you have it now? Yeah, or what, well, what we this is here? this is his soul food thing that made me buy a soul food. Because I wanted my guitar to sound like this. And I'm like, okay, if I get this pedal, my guitar will sound like this. So <laughs> here you go. I'm just gonna play the very little intro part to it. It's so good. He's ridiculous. Clean tone, soul food. So nasty. Yeah. He's gonna switch up. He's gonna switch it up here in a second, and that's when I was sold. Like when he goes to the switch here, I was like, I'm buying it. I'm buying it right now. Just wait for here it comes. Oh no! (laughs) Not that. All right, it's right here. There you go. Uh, now it's on. Yeah, but there's no way that soul food's ever gonna sound like that except when he's doing it. Nope, it never did. Right, and like but that, no. like even the way, the style that he's playing, like that sounds as much like a tube screamer to me as it does oh, a soul ready? food in that video. Oh yeah! Play the lead, cause the lead's so sick. Come on, it's so <laughs> sick. I'm like, God, I want this pedal. Here we go, right here. And that's when I bought that pedal, right there, when they started playing that, <laughs> cause it sounds like the old Beavis and Butthead theme. <laughs> Um, so yeah so just be careful because pedal demos can be deceptive they make you think that every pedal sounds amazing even if it doesn't oh of course yeah yep yep I'd like to be like a guy that just like 
reviewed uh, pedals like and be like, this pedal blows. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that. Adam was talking about that when you were looking for the video. Oh. Yeah. Just yeah, I said, honest, why can't there be like an honest person? I guess is yeah, because like honest trailer, but for pedals. Yeah, 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 exactly. In a world where every pedal <laughs> is made to sound excellent, we tell you the truth. <laughs> Starring bunch of riffs you can't play, expensive yeah, gear exactly. that you can't afford, and, and a player will be better than you will ever be. Quality yeah. editing. <laughs> Because every time I try to record anything, it just sounds like shit. I'm like, yeah. I know I could play decent, oh, yeah. but it sounds like shit on the recording. I'm like, why does this sound so bad? I'm like, it doesn't sound yeah. as bad coming out of the amp in the room. Yeah, and I know I've seen you play, and you're a lot better than I am, so that nah. makes me feel like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like, I go to record something, and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, okay, I have my recording set up perfect. Everything's good here. This sounds great. I'm like, the sound coming out of my amp's like fucking, like the heavens are opening up. Like, it sounds so, I'm like, oh, here we go. I'll record it. Then I press playback, and I'm like, I didn't play that. Like, that's not what I just did. Like, <laughs> and that's when you get that moment of truth. You're like, God, I suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so that, that's the whole thing. Don't, don't believe everything you see on the YouTubes. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know how exactly. I got started on this. Oh, cause I was talking about how like they watch video games. Maybe yeah. that's why. Cause they suck at the video game. <laughs> watch, they're like, God, I'll never beat this. Let me watch someone else beat it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember when you actually had to like do things to be good at stuff? Those are the good old days. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she had to work at it. Yeah. When you wanted to like talk to somebody, you had to actually get their phone number and go find them. You couldn't just look them up on Facebook yeah. and stalk them and then send them a, a message. Right. You had to actually work for shit. Man, it is a little bit easier yet. Way too many people don't use those. Yeah, you know they have the world at their fingertips, and they don't. God, if I had, they like, don't use it. Imagine like, because right now I could like, if you send someone a Facebook message, you can see if they saw it or not. Imagine like back when you're paging somebody, if you could see if they saw your page. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, it was like that when you, <laughs> when the first caller IDs came out, because you know I was around for that too. Yeah. Um, you know when someone would, you'd call somebody and you know. You'd call someone who you didn't think knew who you were. Yeah. And then, you know, you were busted. Oh. You know, I mean, now you, now you, it's it's in your head that you can't do that. But way back, you thought you could for a while and that you couldn't. So. Yeah. Then there was Star 69. <laughs> which I always thought was yeah, funny. Yeah, exactly. That's what they chose. Exactly. But um, uh, they there was this thing that existed for like a year. And then like, I guess, I don't know how like. Somebody like made it was it was illegal as you could possibly get because it was like basically breaking wiretapping laws and all kinds of shit. <laughs> but it was called Fartagram and it was a website. <laughs> and you can go on to fartagram.com and you can type anybody's phone number that you wanted to send a fartagram to. <laughs> and then you can type the number you wanted it to be sent from. So Holy crap. So what you do is like say for example what I did I sent one to my grandpa who was like kind of old and crazy from, from my dad's phone, like from my dad's phone number. So I sent it to his dad and basically what it was, you, you select from a menu. There was like 20 or so choices and they were pre-recorded things to, that would like fuck with people. So like when he'd answer the phone, he'd be like, Hey, hello. And then like a guy like would respond, 
Hi, this is Mitch from the White Swallow. I found this cell phone last night. And then my grandpa's like, I think you got the wrong phone number. And he's like, I, I don't know. I saw your name in the phone. It said like Big Daddy. Is is that you? Are you Big Daddy? Wow. <laughs> and then it's, then he'd be like, what? I, I don't know who you're talking to. And he's like, look, it's okay to have secrets. I know this is a gay club. And, and like the guy would go, the? and the message would go on back and forth. And my grandpa like bit it, like hook, line, and sinker through the whole thing. Oh, and then at the very end, because he got mad, my grandpa was like, listen here, you son of a bitch. I'm a Vietnam veteran and I had cancer. <laughs> and, oh. and then it goes, you've been got by a fartogram. <laughs> but the, the best part of the whole thing is, it would record the conversation and then send it back to the person who sent the photogram. So you could download that entire conversation. Cause you'd sit there like, cause you'd send it and then you'd sit there and wait because you know, if like, if, if it didn't come back as like kicked back and like, it actually took like a minute or two, you know, you got them cause you're sitting there waiting for them to like finish. And then the second they finish, <laughs> you hit play and download it. And you'd like have the entire message of them getting mad at the phone. Oh man! And they weren't all like the gay bar one. There was like other ones like, um, "Hey, uh, I- I'm looking for so and so. You owe money." And like they get all, like, it was the best thing ever. Like you'd like fuck people, and they since you send it from a phone number, they know it has the best part. Yeah, I heard about that also from Tom and Dan because they they did that. They would get uh, Dan would get his mom like on every episode with a different one. They do it on the show, like live on the show. They 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 do it while they're recording, and they sit there and they'd be like, waiting, waiting. Come on, yes, yes, yes. And they'd play it back on the show. <laughs> they're terrible people. <laughs> Terribly awesome, and you but love terrible. Them. Oh, I love it. That's like my favorite show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I wish Fartogram still existed. I'd be sending them to you all the time, Doug. I don't doubt it. <laughs> I don't. About it. Uh, I need to reinvent all this. Right. I think we've reached the natural conclusion. <laughs> I, know, I can keep going all night. <laughs> I think the fartogram finally sealed the deal for us. Have you noticed how I haven't even had to like use any of my like drops this entire episode, really? Well, yeah, because we've had conversation. I know. It's funny how that works. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So if you guys have enjoyed this kind of conversation and you want to get in on some conversation for yourself, the best way to do that would be to join our Facebook group. It's, Definitely. It's just surprise me. So just send a request and we'll let you in. Uh, there's nothing. I think the, I think you have to answer some kind of question. Like when you come in, um, like when you join the group, um, and I think the questions are something like, is it a cookie? <laughs> yeah. And I, if I remember correctly, um, something yeah, about something RJ like liking dildos. <laughs> Yes, and uh, does Joe think he's better than everybody else? (laughs) (laughs) It's something like that. But uh, if you do really uh, like that, join that group. And if you really, really, really like the show, you can become one of the Patreon uh, subscribers. Um, We do have a few of them. Uh, First one on my mind right now is Steve Rao from a sixty cycle hum. My man, I got to get better at timing those. Yeah. And then we had a newer one, Mr. Jamie Davis. My man. See, I wanted too soon. And we have Mr. Jason, who thinks he's getting a pedal from Doug before he gets a pedal from Joe. Fuzzmonger. <laughs> My man. But he's going to get a pedal from me first because I'm making sure of it because I already got it done. Ah, uh, see, I don't. 
And then we have Mr. Trying to Make Joe Look Bad with getting his pedals out so much faster than he's doing, Doug. <laughs> the man. man. Christ. Pussy! <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's fun doing them all by yourself. Like, I'm not even offended. No, it's, it's like that's your thing <laughs> now. Good. Like, because you are what you yeah. eat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now. At least I didn't call you a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been worse. That's what I call RJ. Um, I wonder if he's yeah. still gonna. Me- I wonder if, if I messaged him right now if he would still message. I should message. Hey, are you still up? And he goes, Yeah. And I go, Oh, good. You should have recorded. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Seriously. No excuses. Ah, uh, so. Thank you guys once again for joining us um, or for joining me. I don't know why I said us, but thank you, Adam. Thank you, Doug. This has been a sure lot thing. of fun. Great conversation. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, look for me and Adam on read a book. Dum dum. It's read a book, comma, dum dum. Uh, so, and if you want to join that group, you can join that group as well. And we'll eventually get some episodes out and Doug will do ready player one with us. That'll be awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, guys. Well, it's been fun. Peace. All right. Be safe, everyone.